0: Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart and I'm uh, with Kyleen Lupanu and Monica Bobach today. They will be familiar to those who attend Charlotte Symphony Concerts because they are both uh, violinists in the symphony and Kyleen is the concert master. Uh, together they have started a nonprofit ensemble and series called Chamber Music for All, which is committed to providing high-quality chamber music performances and educational projects. Their season is getting underway and they have a concert coming up as part of the Connor Chamber Music Series at CPCC. It'll be on September 13th. But as you can imagine, this year, it'll be a little bit different. So I'll let them explain how that's going to be. But welcome, Monica and Colleen.
1: Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Good Good to be here.
0: Yes. And of course, I'm sure people can tell we're conversing <laughs> through Zoom, <laughs> Yes. which has its challenges, but <laughs>
1: Like the entire entertainment industry, pretty much. (laughs)
0: Yes, Yes, pretty much. So explain a little bit about how you are going to have a season this year and how you're going to handle this first um, Connor Chamber Music Series concert that's coming up.
1: We're trying to navigate all this uh, virtual um, performing scene through different projects. We actually had a recording yesterday for um, uh, music at St. Albans that I think WDAV is involved with, which is gonna be released on their website on September 27th. And Monica and I, we were joined by uh, our dear colleague and friend Joseph Meyer, who is the Associate concertmaster of the Charlotte Symphony. And he's also a violin uh, adjunct at uh, uh, Davidson College. And the novelty about that was that uh, Joe switched between violin and viola. So you'll hear him uh, getting a little bit of doubling there. (laughs) And um, the Connors Chamber Music uh, at CPCC, which is coming up on the, it's going to be released on the 13th of September. It's Sunday at 3 p.m. But people can already buy tickets and they will get an access code. And they can watch it. It's going to be available for that entire week, I think, for, from the 13th through the 20th on the CPCC Foundation website. We are going to have recordings next week. The difference between the two is that the one at CPCC, we are having uh, recordings ahead of time. And then it's going to be released. While the one at, uh, that we did yesterday at St. Albans was pretty much uh, just a run through, almost like a live concert. There was no. Very much, like yeah, the audience, very much like a live concert. Without the
0: audience.
1: Yes, without, without the audience the, and, and with masks and you know, all the current uh, regulations.
0: So you had, you set, did you find yourself sitting further apart than you normally would?
2: Yes, definitely. I mean, not Kalina and I, because we are from the same households. But uh, we had to keep uh, more of a distance uh, from Joe, although we were all wearing masks, just to be on the safe side. And uh, that poses its own challenges, that type of uh, positioning. It's harder to hear ourselves, uh, one another, and harder to guess uh, each other's intentions. Um, Also, not only uh, because of the distance, but also because of the presence of the masks. Uh, we show to each other a lot through our facial expression. So I suppose we ended up doing a lot more with our eyes than, than normal, you
0: know,
2: eyebrows moving up and down a lot more than than usual.
0: And maybe you can move your body in different ways or signal that.
2: Yes, uh, but to, to, a, to a degree, because you have to be very mindful of the presence of the microphones. And um, even the movement uh, is... Um, is changing uh, in this new format. There are different ways in which uh, performances have changed, but, but I would say the most notable of all of them is the fact that we really, really miss our audience. It's amazing how much we feed off of uh, the audience in the whole, and not being able to do this for months now is, is really hard. We miss uh, live concerts, uh, but at the same time, we're lucky to to have an opportunity to still play music uh, in this new format. So thank you for doing so much in helping this uh, this happen.
0: Well, I'm glad that we can shine a light on it. It's, I think that's an interesting point you made about being a musician and not having an audience. And for people who are not familiar with chamber music, you've alluded to it in what you just mm-hmm. said, but Can you talk a little bit about how it's so different from being in an orchestra and why it's so important that you be able to see each other's faces and all of that?
1: Chamber music to me, it's a very, um, it combines everything. It combines an ensemble playing because you play with other people in which um, rehearsals and body language and facial expressions and all these things matter quite a lot. That's one aspect. It also um, has a lot of solo playing because you have parts, you're one on the part and you play your own your individual part and it has to be just as good as a
2: soloist. And project differently than yes. in an orchestra.
1: In my mind, to be a complete musician, you have to be a very good uh, chamber musician. And to be able to lead an ensemble or play in an ensemble and blend in and uh, just sound like a a chamber music group. Ideally, you would like to sound like a preformed chamber music group that rehearses hours and hours a day. That's very difficult when you have only a certain number of rehearsals, but with experienced musicians, uh, experienced chamber musicians, I I should say, that is very much possible. There are lots of projects now on, uh, online, and you can see them on Facebook or uh, online. Uh, on the wide. streaming, yes. Yeah. You see that the musicians come together and do a lot, and especially with the orchestras reducing their, the number of musicians involved, also gears towards more and more of this small ensemble. Some orchestras have not, uh, have played without conductor, I just saw yesterday Cleveland Orchestra with the Tchaikovsky Serenade without conductor, a very reduced uh, orchestra. I mean, uh, bare bones, but basically. I think it's what's happening right now. And I think we have to adapt for the time being. But we do miss our audiences. If there is one thing that personally I'm convinced more than ever um, after this pandemic is that we cannot function without our audiences. There is a certain energy a certain sort of feedback that you get, uh, uh, it can be good, it can be bad, but what you get from the audience and the reaction, whether they like it or not, uh, it's but, but it's absolutely it's paramount in our business.
0: I wanted to ask you, I think you, you've you also sort of answered this question, but you started Chamber Music for All three years ago, is that right? Four, four, yeah, one year, just kind of. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this last year is like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> we won't count that. We won't count.
1: So four, I would say four years.
2: Uh... But yeah, we did start it. Um, uh, interestingly enough, we started it with our own money, which was—it's a very novel way to get uh, uh, an ensemble and/or uh, chamber music series started. Uh, we wanted to um, really convince our audience and the community that we are serious about this, not only our credentials, both Kalina and I, uh, before coming to Charlotte, but also we wanted to make sure that everybody understands that we do not play with other people's money. We we put everything we had on the line ourselves. And we think that that was uh, uh, really paramount in in, uh, bringing people together uh, and convincing them of our intentions.
1: And also convincing people through our, uh, the quality of what we do, which we, we are, it's part of our mission to have high quality chamber music. And we're lucky to have very good uh, colleagues and friends that we, we play with uh, or guests from out, out, outside Charlotte we had. And we had rehearsed until we felt that it's, a, it's a, the level that we would like it to be uh, in order to perform.
2: Yeah, it was a very humbling experience, uh, but we did not realize at first how much support uh, we'll get right away from both um, colleagues, musicians, uh, and um, donors and uh, audiences. Um, It was a really humbling and and, uh, a great experience, great thing to go through.
0: Were there other opportunities to do chamber music? before you did this? Or were you really trying to create something that would be a constant um, for you as musicians and also for the community?
1: Well, a little bit of both. There were some other um, uh, opportunities, but we felt that the the audience was very open to to listening to more chamber music. We also feel strongly that the musicians need to get a fee for their work. And we are highly trained and we have been um, in this uh, for a long time to understand that the hard work that is being put in every note that we play and yeah we have to be there on stage sometimes smiling like everything it's easy but it's really really difficult think of it like as a ballerina that does the most difficult pirouettes and uh, and jumps and they still have to smile at all times so uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff that we have to Project that it's good happiness, but we are very focused and concentrated while we do the actual act of performing live
0: music. How are you rehearsing right now? You know, <laughs> how are you doing <laughs> that? <a> good question. <laughs>
1: well, I give you a very, very good example is that <laughs> what happened uh, Saturday. Um, we were we were supposed to have just uh, for this uh, coming up uh, Connors at uh, CPCC concert. Uh, we're supposed to meet just the strings, um, so the musicians involved, uh, besides myself, on my violin, it's uh, Ben Geller, uh, our principal violist of the symphony, uh, Marlene Bayena, she's a cellist in the symphony, and then uh, the wonderful uh, Philip Bush pianist from uh, University of South Carolina, Columbia. And we're going to perform Mahler Piano Quartet in A minor and Brahms Piano Quartet in G minor Opus 25. So we decided to have a strings-only rehearsal before we meet with uh, Philip. We said, okay, so outside on our day, (laughs) unfortunately, the weather didn't cooperate. So we (laughs) had to postpone uh, for tomorrow or Wednesday. So we meet, we're looking into that and we're trying everything we can because in the in the house, not on. Maybe we are fine. Maybe everybody's fine. But we want uh, musicians to feel comfortable and safe. So we rehearse as much as possible outdoor. For the concert at St. Alban's, we did rehearse with Joe outside, outdoor uh, on our uh, patio, and uh, with
2: you
1: know distance. And the neighbors probably enjoyed it or not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. Our neighbors love it. They keep telling us how they love getting all these performances for free and <laughs> they bet. keep asking us to move to the to the front yard from the backyard to the front
0: yard. <laughs> you could have drive by um, yeah, concerts or exactly. drive-up, drive-in concerts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: in
0: concerts.
2: But it was funny when Kalina and Joe rehearsed uh, outdoors because we we tried to do the, the the best we can to to be outside as much as possible. But we had some mosquitoes the last time, so <laughs> we ended up putting a lot of large fans on the deck to keep the mosquitoes away. And those fans were a little too noisy, so it was you know. It was interesting, <laughs> an interesting experience, but it worked out. You know, it was it a very good performance, so that's all that matters in
0: the end. Do you see any silver linings with this new situation or maybe some outcomes once we're on the other side of the pandemic, which we all hope will be sooner than later? Do you see any good yeah. outcomes? You know, for
2: for us, we've been talking about this uh, a lot lately um, and with friends of ours as well. And I think that everybody had their own version of of this happen. um, It really puts things into perspective. It really makes one realize what is really important in life and what they really want to do, where their heart really is. And one of the things uh, that I I keep playing in, in, in my mind, I cannot wait for that first performance with live audience even if we have you know 15 people (laughs) in the home, no more than that it doesn't matter the number doesn't matter Uh, I cannot wait for that first one to happen and I know it's going to be very emotional we had a project which we did um, for Colorado Music Festival this uh, summer which had to be canceled in, in person festival had to be canceled, and they ended up putting together a virtual festival, which is, it blows my mind to, to just think that they did that in several, you know, a few months. But there was one piece where we had a, um, an orchestra number, which where it, every player recorded, uh, made a video recording of themselves playing their own part, and then a very uh, skillful sound engineer Put it all together. The moment we saw that on screen, we got so emotional to, to just see everybody, you know, separately but together at the same time doing that. In moments like this, we really know that we are in the right line of business with <laughs> uh, <yeah, laughs> what not, we are uh, supposed to be doing.
1: And also uh, relating to the Colorado Music Festival projects that we had, the support that the festival got from the patrons and audience and, and the community there was incredible. Everybody came together. Everybody realized what they're missing this summer. Everybody went online to listen. I mean, it was uh, absolutely fantastic. We kept getting emails with people, you know, so nice to see you. You know, all this uh, support and they supported financially as well. So it was really, I think they raised quite a lot of money and, uh, it was absolutely incredible. And the same thing uh, relating to what Monica said before. We, we all know that Europe is a little bit ahead of the United States in terms of, of uh, control of the pandem- pandemic. But there were some concerts with the audience uh, that I saw online. Uh, the orchestra com- coming in for the first time with the audience. And they're like, you know, 10, 15 minutes of applause. Mm. That The audience was like going crazy. And they're like, it's so emotional to see everybody back. And even if it was not a full concert hall, but still it it felt really good. So yes, I think there is a lot of support. And,
2: and we should mention uh, that also Charlotte Symphony uh, has some really interesting uh, and exciting stuff coming up. Virtual projects as well as outdoor live performances with small groups. We won't go too much into detail, but yes, be on the lookout for really really awesome stuff coming out of Charlotte Symphony
1: uh, very soon. Yes, and we I th- the symphony is planning to start uh, the week of the 27th, I think it is uh, of September. We're planning to start, we're going to have concerts outdoors, so we're going to have concert concerts indoors, virtual only. Uh, I think the the beginning of the of the season is planned for uh, virtual only and then we'll see how we can move forward. Uh, the management is working hard and the new executive director, uh, David Fisk, to to make things happen. So we are re- really looking forward to getting back and seeing our colleagues, although six feet separation. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does make you appreciate like what you have and, and also what you don't have <laughs> at the moment. Yes. So that's what the symphony is looking at. What is also coming up in the future for chamber music for all?
1: We have uh, already, besides these uh, concerts planned, uh, we have the the spring is actually set up. We're hoping in person by then. We'll see. Now that we kind of uh, got an understanding of how things are working, we can move uh, very quickly to virtual if necessary in the spring. But we have uh, performances of. Uh, trio with clarinet with uh, Taylor uh, Marino, our principal clarinetist, is at the, the symphony as a guest. We have uh, Rosemary Warren Green, uh, that will be the concert in um, uh, at CPCC, the spring concert will be with Rosemary Warren Green and musicians from the Charlotte Symphony we are going to play viola quintets. We have a bunch of, of, uh, of uh, performances that are coming up and they will be advertised properly on the usual channel, Facebook and uh, you can uh, take a look on Facebook Chamber Music for All. We are there, and we're uh, always posting updates to with things that uh, are happening.
0: Well, sounds good, and I, I salute your fortitude and <laughs> just <laughs> moving forward. You know, in this new climate, it's impressive. Thank
2: you, thank you, and thank you for your help.
0: Thank you very much. And you're uh,
1: welcome. We really appreciate what WDAV is doing for classical music scene in Charlotte. Thank you well, very thank much. You.
0: It's, it's great. Keep it going. <laughs> okay. We will, with your support and everybody's support. So thanks again, Colleen Lupanu and Monica Bobak from the Charlotte Symphony and from Chamber Music for All. You have been listening to Piedmont Arts.